Hello and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions and robust strategies to help their companies thrive in these challenging times. We will be interviewing business leaders, owners and experts in the field of business resilience. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of uh, interviewing uh, Raj Gupta on the show today. Uh, welcome, Raj. Thank you, Julian. Um, I've got to know Raj um, through LinkedIn, and uh, we've both been engaging each other on our posts. And it's great now to, I say not physically meet, but certainly virtually meet and have a conversation and, and interact in that way. And it's great that we can do that and take things sort of offline in a, in a virtual way. Uh, I just want to say Raj is a, a HR professional, uh, is the author of six books and a global speaker on matters of HR organizational culture. And it's great to have you on the show today, Raj. And obviously we've been in challenging times, we'll continue to be in challenging times. And um, I think more than ever before, uh, culture of an organization really matters. Uh, it's always mattered, uh, but I think it's become to more the forefront because uh, culture is about people and individuals that make up that culture. And I just want to get your thoughts on how you're seeing a shift uh, in the conversations you're having about culture and how that may start to uh, be changing uh, for the future. Thanks, uh, Julian, uh, for having me on the show. Now, culture, when you look at it, it, it is a facet that touches, you know, entire spectrum of the organization. And my, you know, I'm a great student of culture. Uh, so that, that is the way I look at it. And when I have done my global assignment and I was in UK, and that's where, you know, uh, uh, when I was trying to work with different cultures and I did, uh, you know, some study. Uh, I would have spoken to roughly, you know, 25, 26 different nationals all across Europe and UK and also understood at a broader level the culture that exists within classes, uh, you know. So when I looked at it, two to three things uh, uh, that, that came into play in terms of overall culture when we look at it. Uh, we, we carry this unconscious bias. Mm. So it becomes imperative for us to be self-aware about our own unconscious bias. Because there are ways in which, you know, people from Asia work. There are ways in which people from Europe work. There are ways in which, you know, people from UK and America work. So understanding those nuances is critical because mm -hmm. at times the way we conduct ourselves in uh, Asia is absolutely different the way American will, uh, you know, conduct themselves at the workplace mm -hmm. or maybe a German will do that. So, so that is one thing. Second, what I realized, you know, I, I picked up uh, uh, during my stint in UK, I, I picked up uh, German language. Now, when you, when you learn a language, it not only helps you connect with those nationals better, 
but it also helps you develop multiplicity of perspective mm. you know you shift from one language to another uh, so beyond culture beyond uh, that connect uh, your your perspectives also develop mm. so when i look at uh, you know largely from organization standpoint it is imperative from leaders uh, for leaders to first seek to understand before they are understood mm. so as i said unconscious bias uh, seek to understand before you are understood and third biggest thing that i learned that we need to be persuasive in our communication mm. so when we take cognizance of unconscious bias seek to understand before we are understood and and we are persuasive in our approach things happens mm. but if we go uh, with authority if we try to go via a command and control route it will not work so like uh, you know uh, there is a famous quote by peter drucker it says culture eat state strategy for breakfast now whatever you say uh, in the board room or or in your uh, you know corner offices unless un- and until you walk the talk uh, you know it will not work out so the real test of culture uh, that you want to permeate through the organization comes in when nobody is watching you so you do and say things when somebody mm-hmm. is in front of you and you do and say things when nobody is watching you so that is a real test of uh, of culture that you want to permeate as a leader in the organization mm-hmm. nobody is watching so these are my initial thoughts julian wow. i mean th- th- there are some amazing just gems of uh, insight there right now um i just want to just pick up on that whole unconscious bias and it's it's a thing that it's there and 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 as it is it's unconscious so we have to make it conscious and it's i think it's become probably more so more relevant you talked about cross cultural because we are interacting you know the fact that you're in india and i'm in the uk uh, and we're having these conversations businesses have got certainly over the last number of years a lot more global and a lot more cross cultural in the not just in the locations in the countries but the fact that they're interacting interacting with global teams so how do we take that unconscious bias because you know that's really a vital part of building uh, a culture uh, of growth is how do you make it more conscious how do you make people get an awareness of their their bias i think i can share my own example Uh, because yeah. i was uh, you know in a large team of 15 20 hr people i was the only asian and i was uh, talking to my leader i said why don't you use authority to drive certain things and that's where he said you know use your persuasive communication and i was feeling slightly jittery that things are not happening the way that i was accustomed to mm-hmm. it's not about right or wrong with the speed you know so uh, uh, so in so in that context when when i got uh, you know conscious about my own unconscious bias mm-hmm. so i needed to remind me every day about it and it took me roughly 9 months it's not about just talk it's all about that thought should not come in your subconscious mm-hmm. you know those those assumptions should not come into your mind so so it took me roughly 9 months 
uh, and a lot of understanding of people meeting with the people from uh, you know various countries and then i started slowly and steadily appreciating you know where they are coming from mm-hmm. now i'll give you a very uh, you know normal example in day to day office life if a boss says you know raj you do this uh, in indian context uh, so we'll say okay i'll do it even if it is but in some cultures if you tell your subordinate that do this that person will say you told me to do those three things i have to leave at 5 o'clock you know which one you would like me to prioritize yeah now does that come naturally uh, to one set of culture answer could be yes but to other set of culture it could be you know herculean task to say this to their leadership mm. so how do you understand uh, you know uh, as a leader that you 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 have that bias because when you are at a leadership you get less of opportunities to get a feedback mm. uh, you know ego also come into play so so you cannot use same parameters uh, for 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 people coming from x country with y mm. country and it's not just about culture it's about generations also so you know the way you treat or work with the, uh senior people in terms yeah. of uh, you know their age and experience versus digital natives is altogether different so your ability to be self aware mm. critical and this uh, unconscious bias doesn't go you know you just say you mm-hmm. know i have understood i have unconscious bias it roughly took me 9 months of a uh, you know constant practice and every time i was selling you know you uh, you you have to see it from their point of view yeah. so seek to understand before you are understood that's so, correct and it, and, it, and i guess it, it's that almost when you're interacting with those people and those situations and and i i do a lot of this when i i coach leaders that i get them to start to almost play back those situations again and reflect and as you reflect you then start to observe things that you didn't observe in the moment um and you start to pick up insights and then you start to realize actually i did have an unconscious bias there and then work out strategies of way to develop that self awareness so when you interact again you get a better sort of communication because the reality is you are who you are and you've been impacted through your lifetime and experience it's then using that awareness awareness of other people and then to trying to create a better i suppose flow of communication and interaction uh, with that awareness isn't it yes it has to become part of your inner core so so when we talk about leadership we we talk about the inner core the value mm. system uh, yeah. you know uh, the courage the character you, the curiosity part of it so unless it becomes part of your character uh, you know it should automatically happen to you that you are not mm. making any assumption about people so so in my view and recommendation once you get conscious about your unconscious biases work mm. on it take that as a project uh, and train your mind uh, to to reach to a stage that you want to reach Brilliant. So it's it's an ongoing thing, isn't it? It's that ongoing self awareness, self discovery, 
and constantly feeding back and changing because it, it's it's that's how we should approach our every day of, of learning new things about ourselves and others, isn't it? Yes, but first six months, if you do it, then uh, you know habits are formulated, so yeah. it becomes part of your inner core. And once it is part of your inner core, it doesn't yeah. happen to you. So you you can you can see it. You know, I use this analogy of let's say a boss tells you to go and touch a tree. And in one culture, person will just run and touch it. Right? In, in a different culture, somebody will say, okay, now let's get together, you know, and understand and ident identify who is yeah. the person who will go uh, and touch. Now, maybe in another culture, they will go to the next level and they say, you know, are there any impediments before we touch it? Yeah. So, so uh, these are finer nuances. Uh, that we need to take cognizance of, yeah. uh, and after you know qu few quarters of practice, it happens automatically. So mm -hmm. it's not a lifelong. You need to continue to work on this. It becomes sure. part of your, uh, you know, I call it ro robotic aut automation of uh, this uh, uh, this unconscious bias that was having. You don't have that bias any further. No, sure. And so we're obviously in a time, I mean, businesses have always been changing and we're always appreciation of change. Now we are obviously all experiencing change on a, a grander scale um, and not in a doom and gloom way now, but more just, just things are changing and adapting for how things are. Um, what sort of, I guess, I guess there's two questions. What sort of culture do we need to develop for the future? And, and how do we go about developing that culture that will help us continue to grow and continue to thrive as organizations? I think if you look at it, uh, the change, uh, uh, when I look at it, this uh, acronym called SMAC, S-M-A-C, Social Mobility Cloud Analytics, it was already disrupting in the business four-point scenario. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, deep learning, uh, robotic process automation were already talked about. People were already talking about coexistence of bots, robots with human beings. Uh, so I'm talking about pre-COVID time. Uh, yeah. So people were already talking about, uh, you know, uh, man-to-machine ratio uh, instead of span of control. People were already talking, uh, you know, going beyond time and uh, material kind of models to outcome-based models. Yeah. So that change was already happening. Now what what this COVID scenario has done, it has accelerated the change and yeah. it has commoditized digital. So digital is no longer a luxury. Now leadership needs to take cognizance of the shift in the ecosystem that has mm. happened and rapid shift. So the way, uh, you know, the post COVID scenario, uh, the future of work and workplaces, you know, when we used to go to work, uh, the objective of workplace was to develop camaraderie, collaboration, engagement, trust. Mm. Now, can this be done in the current uh, context? Answer is no. Now, how do we develop camaraderie, collaboration, trust, mm. engagement? Uh, what we were doing in a physical space through a virtual, uh, you know, leveraging virtual tools. So how mm. do we bring that experience of physical to virtual becomes one of the challenge yeah. for leadership. Uh, so 
so that that's one and another key thing that i see for leaders you know time has gone uh, wherein there was a command and control uh, way of working mm. now leaders needs to make sure that they they are curious they need to shift their focus that from i know all to i need to learn all yes you know because as a leader when you're talking to people you you have certain experience and position as well so so you tend to talk uh, you know from that experience and shoot down ideas mm. it is important that from no know it all to need to learn all uh, that that kind of shift happens and that's where the self awareness within the leadership team comes into play mm. so otherwise otherwise if you if if you if you don't take conscious measures to address that uh, mm. and walk the talk then uh, a culture is created which is not conducive to and 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 do not enhance productivity etc mm. so instead of creating a follow up culture it is imperative for leaders to be self aware the more self aware they are more curious they are things will happen over a period of time mm. of the talk so like in 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 kids also we say your kid will not you know respect you for what you say you know they will not listen if you tell mm. them anything they will also see whether you are doing it or not are you walking yeah. the talk that becomes important absolutely right. and it's it's interesting you you mentioned that point about leaders not knowing everything and and being in that position of of learning and it, it it's it's leadership that becomes more vulnerable because they don't always know the answers uh, and certainly i've spoken to a lot of leaders over this last few months who have felt they needed to know and i've said to them but you don't know we don't know and it's okay to lead with a bit of unknown uh, and actually you'll be more respected for it and in fact it creates more of a, a culture of working as a, a collaborative organization because actually a lot of the knowledge and the wisdom will actually be within the people and if you create that sort of vulnerability and people then will share and be open to actually i'm happy to participate here um i'm i know he's still lead i know he's still visible or she uh, but actually he's allowing and empowering me to come up with some ideas which perhaps they've not thought of because of i'm 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 looking at it from a different perspective and i think that sort of learning ability uh, needs to be so much had i mean how are you finding getting leaders into that place because we're talking now and we know it and it, and not, not that we're do, we're both doing it but how do we get leaders to that place of saying stop being sort of command and control and feeling you have to know everything to a place of it's okay to be unknown be more in a learning approach i think the kind of shift that we are witnessing now uh, for centuries we have not uh, witnessed that shift so generally you know uh, it's it's like your parent are passing on to you the knowledge now this has shifted uh you know exponentially now mm. so with digital native coming into play so in my view leaders needs to become followers or apprentice as and when required yeah now to 
to do that equanimity plays a critical role equilibrium plays a critical role in their mm. own mind or psyche uh, their ability to shift so one side they are leading a pack of uh, you know a vice president for examples mm. and on the other side uh, they are apprentice to a digital native who is a young fellow of let's say 20 22 years mm. so can leader do that uh so it depends on individual leader uh i i i bring back the same thing uh you know are they self aware yes right so when when they conduct themselves when they are in a position of authority can mm. they self control yeah so so some of those things become critical for leaders to reflect on mm. and the leader to reflect uh will grow and yeah. make a make a you know larger impact uh, mm. so, so one of the biggest thing i see for leaders in times to come uh beyond the outcomes that they that are expected from them mm. they need to start getting self aware mm. and once they are self aware some of these things will automatically start happening so equanimity uh equilibrium will play a critical yeah. role uh, for them because after a point of time all ceos will ret- retire yeah right so so they so that feeling of humility you know uh, because you could be ex ceo of multi billion dollar organization but you are a human being uh, exactly. so humility is also uh, a critical aspect to it mm. if you want to bring about that change so few yeah. things that i touched upon is uh you know being self aware equanimity yeah. equilibrium of your mindset uh yeah. and becoming uh, as a follower so leader yeah. as a follower is going to be critical so developing that that culture of whether it's an empowering culture a growing culture a culture that's focused on on humans it, as always it all starts with the leaders and it all starts with because uh, i think often i've been in organizations where people have tried to take it from the ground upwards of a culture and it just it doesn't work because it's got to be a not it's not a command and control top down that mindset but it it's got to be through leadership that will embrace it and then other people will see it uh, as well and you know you made that quote earlier on where you know that culture eats strategy for breakfast and i think it's organizations getting more into a a state of thinking about culture as opposed to strategy uh, and i was interviewing the other day uh, a lady uh, who talked about human centric uh, leadership and actually by being more human centric you will actually create a great culture but also you will hit the bottom line because obviously leadership often gets too concerned with the numbers and the financials and that's obviously important because you also want to make a business sustainable but actually going through the people you will make it more sustainable than ever before and so yeah that's that's really valid is there anything else you just like to add anything else on what people who are trying to develop that culture right now what other sort of one or two ideas tips strategies that they, they could put in place i think one of the thing i keep hearing in corporate world is empowerment so yeah. leader says uh, you know you are empowered to do anything and i i i say you know you are empowered to do anything but before doing anything check with me so it doesn't work that way 
so if you if you empower people you have to empower them and make yes. them accountable so you can't say you're empowered but check with me before doing anything similarly i see people say we are we have a open culture anybody can talk to anybody yeah and uh, you know and suddenly when somebody reaches out you say did you talk to your direct manager before coming to me so yeah. so we need to reflect on some of the, these conundrums mm. some people, some leaders have said i have a open door policy now people will shit in their pants before you know even knocking their door for a <laughs> meeting because so it is incumbent on us as a leader to make yeah. sure that people feel you know we are approachable uh, yeah. we are need to connect with uh, so for that your actions will speak rather than words so walk the talk becomes uh, extremely critical in my view yeah no that's great and it, and it goes back to that fundamental thing is of leading by example and it's i think people don't realize that the impacts that actually leading by example and how people will see and imitate not only what you do and how you say things and how they connect but they also feel your values and and everything about you and it's one of the things that we've not told to do is to to almost role model in that sense but actually it's more imp- impactful than actually telling somebody educating somebody to put them on a course uh, is the best way you know if you're saying one thing and doing the same thing people subconsciously uh, know that aligns or disaligns and and if it aligns it, it creates that sense of trust and integrity and it really does start to gel a team and create that momentum of trust and then an empowerment and everything else so yeah uh, the role modeling leading by example is fundamental and you mentioned that you know when you walk the talk so to speak it it's it's quite a almost a cliche statement but actually there's a lot of power in that statement in itself and and i think people often forget to do that and they get too caught up in sophisticated things in in leadership and it's not that sophisticated really is it <laughs> um i really like talking to you raj and i really appreciate all your experiences i love the insights uh on on leadership and on culture and uh look forward to seeing more stuff that you post on linkedin and I'm sure I'll have more conversations with you uh, like this. Uh, so, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on the, the show today and giving up your time. Uh, thank you very much. It has indeed been a privilege and pleasure both, uh, you know, virtually meeting you. Thank you so much, uh, Jude. Brilliant. Thank you, Raj. Thank you. Thank you.